Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Let's See You Succeed with First Community Credit Union. As always, I'm your host, Katie Neal. Today, my guest joining me is our Chief Human Resources Manager, Amy Asif. Amy, thanks so much for taking time out of your busy day to be on this podcast with me. Thanks, Katie, for having me. It's a pleasure to visit with you again. Yeah, absolutely. So what's fun about today's podcast is it's actually uh, part one of an upcoming career series that we're going to do. And I'm just excited to, you know, get to sit down with you and some of our other podcasts coming up will feature some outside guests too. So that'll be great as well. But but this one, I just look forward to, you know, jumping right in and sharing more about not only your career path, but getting to share a little bit about mine too, and you know, how we got to where we are today and just our, our life experience that, that led us here basically. And so, but before we do that, Amy, I'd love for you to just share a little bit about yourself and you know, where you're from and just what you kind of do in your role as the chief HR manager. Yeah, sure. I- I uh, grew up in you know, a town of about 13,000 people in Minnesota, actually not too far from our Jamestown location here, um, but uh, just a wonderful community that really, I think, afforded me a lot of opportunities and incredible memories and I really look at, you know, Jamestown as a very similar community as to the one I grew up in. So, yeah, it's really a nice place to call home. And it just reminds me of where I, where I grew up. We spent a lot of time at our lake place, which isn't too far from my actual house, like 10 miles. So we still have that lake place today and, and we spend a lot of time there in the summers with our family still. So it really, really an important part of kind of my life. But, you know, I have, I'm a, I'm a wife and a mom of three and just really busy with kids and, you know, balancing that whole work-life thing. <laughs> so I know I'm learning all about that. <laughs> Yeah, and it's just part of the journey, you know, and and I just really Mm -hmm. feel blessed. Uh, Yeah. So my, I guess from a a career standpoint uh, here at FCCU, uh, you know, I get to be a part of our executive team and that exec team really sets the strategy for the organization. And that's just so exciting to be a part of that. and really be that business partner, you know, when it comes to just all things people, right? Like that's what HR is. It's really working with our people and, you know, whether it's helping them grow or coming up with programs that, you know, help our employees, but having a seat at that table uh, that sets the direction for the organization and really looks for you know, the growth uh, of the organization to occur and how we can keep doing that is a really ex- an exciting, you know, role within an organization like ours. Yeah, absolutely. And you get to be a part of such a fun team too, the exec. And I just have a lot of respect for everyone on the exec team. And it's just 
kind of a fun group of individuals who you can just tell. And obviously my boss, Jana, is is one of them, but you can just tell are really talented and passionate about their jobs. And so you yeah. join a fun team that that really does like want the best for FCCU and our members and our staff. And so I just love hearing you kind of share that bit. And it's funny going back to where you're from, being from how you're like, it's just a nice small town of 13,000. Like <laughs> I grew up in a small town of like 600, 800, <laughs> and, like small, like, small. We had- It's all relative, right? <laughs> yeah, like that small, right? Like no stoplights, like, only stop signs. I mean, I'm from, for the listeners out here, like I'm from Richerton, North Dakota. So Western North Dakota, uh, just over an hour, like West of where I live now of Mandan. And, you know, I wouldn't trade that small town living for the world, but it's funny when I, when I tell people like where I'm from or when I went to college that people, I mean, there was more kids in just about more kids in like some of my biology classes than there was in my town. So, you know, like it, it just is, it's funny when, when you say small town, I'm like, oh yeah, I had 23 kids in my class. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. but you're right. Uh, Jamestown is, is just a great town to live into now and to work in and having lived there before myself, I, I do miss living in Jamestown sometimes because it is kind of your nice big town with a small town feel if you will. Yeah, absolutely. You know, people knew like when I moved there and I was a new face that joined the cutting, like people knew they they know if you're not from Jamestown. And <laughs> so like, that was it was it was fun. So but uh since this is you know a careers podcast and you talked I mean just very surface level of getting to be a part of the HR team as as the chief HR person, but I think it'd be fun to just kind of go back from the beginning and hear more about your career path and even, you know, just how how we both ended up in our in our roles today. And I know speaking from experience, I've learned a lot along the way. Like I have a lot more to learn because I'm still young in my career. But I've just I've learned a lot. And so I mean, you know, what was one of your first jobs that, you know, maybe made an impact on you? I think uh, it's interesting to kind of think about where I ended up, you know, as a career path, because I think back, I started working when I was 14 years old and I started working at Hallmark and, uh, you know, there's not a lot of Hallmarks around anymore. Uh, one I miss one. Oh, there is one. Of there is. Yeah, okay. there is one here. They, it's actually awesome. Like it's huge. It's great. Yeah. So I'll have to um, check it out. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, you worked at yeah. Hallmark. Well, I think, you know, working at Hallmark, when I look back on that experience, uh, you know, when people are coming into Hallmark, they're, they're either celebrating, you know, a, a birthday or a baptism, or it's a holiday. So Easter, Christmas, or it might be, you know, they've had, um, they have a funeral to go to. And, you know, everybody is kind of looking for something special going into Hallmark. And I think that is truly where I learned the, my genuine care and concern for people. Uh, 
And as I, I didn't know that at the time, right? But now when I look back at it, I'm the person that's always sending birthday cards, that's always sending thank you cards, that's always just writing a note to say hi. Uh, it's just kind of a part of who I am. And so that's where I believe that little bit of my journey started. And, you know, I, I think I've worked like two jobs all my life. Like, it's just what I've done either, you know, heading into college, I, you know, did an internship and I worked the waitressing job. So I think that says a little bit too about just wanting to really learn as much as I possibly could. And, and still today, to be honest, I mean, I, I teach online classes and so I still kind of have two jobs, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and, but yeah, so I think Hallmark was the start and then kind of worked through, you know, college and learning, you know, waitressing jobs and doing a couple of different internships. But my first job out of college was in Minneapolis and I worked for a staffing company. And that's where I fell in love with recruiting and really learned the value of matching people to the right jobs and what skill sets companies are looking for and interviewing people. And so that was just a little tiny piece, again, of my journey. And I I don't even think at that time I knew I would go into human resources. But what a fitting, like, thing for you to do that. And then those things you probably learned, like you said, interviewing and matching people with their skill set. Now that's a talent that you can use in your current role because you've had that yeah. experience and you've seen it from like now you see it from the HR side, but before you saw it from the the recruiter side. And that's where I yeah. that was literally your job to find people <laughs> their job. So right. <laughs> like what was your first job uh, you know, when you started working? In a tiny town. Yeah, in a tiny town. (laughs) No, I actually grew up on a ranch. I've probably said this in a few podcasts before, but I actually grew up on a on a cattle ranch and my my dad was a rancher and my mom worked in town. Um, Ironically, she actually is the business manager and HR person at uh, the school district there in town. And so like she does HR stuff, too. So if I if I didn't know something, I'd be like, Mom, what? Do, how do I fill this out? And yeah, absolutely. No, so, um, but yeah, I, I grew up on a ranch, and so, I mean, we. I really didn't work in town because I had to work on the ranch, right? So I had to clean house for my mom in the summer and help my dad put up hay and drive tractor and mow lawn and work cows and fix fence and all that fun ranch work that you do growing up and so when you said like you had your first job at 14 I'm like yeah I mean I I could say my first job was at eight or 12 or you yeah. know or my parents still obviously let me be a kid and a teenager and send me you know to volleyball camps and rodeos and stuff like that but I had to take care of my dog and I had to take care of my rodeo horses you know those are chores and jobs and stuff too but uh, you know, as, as many other ranch kids can probably relate to uh, in our household, saying the words, 
I'm bored was like a cuss word for my parents, especially my mom, <laughs> and it still is today. So uh, you could never say the words I'm bored or you would pretty much immediately regret like, oh, I should not have said that because my mom would find so many things for you to do. And so I just always kept busy and, and knew that I had to work really hard or if I was done with my chores, I better go find something else to do because otherwise my mom would find something for me. And I probably, that probably sounds bad, but and she, if she listens to this, she'll probably laugh. But I see myself now as that mom, I'm like, oh, you know, when my kid's older, they can do this and we'll have them do that. And I just hope, I hope that I can teach my son those same things. Like we live out in the country now and have our horses and cattle and stuff too. And it's a great way to live and a great way to grow up. And I see so much of why, like why my strengths are this and why I work a certain way because of how how I was raised and yeah. first job. So your I, values, yeah. I think your values align, yes. right? Like you understand yep. what it means to work really hard. And yeah. and it was really personal for you too, right? I mean, it was mm -hmm. your family's livelihood. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It definitely forms who you are today and what how you perform in your role. Yeah, at least I hope so. <laughs> but I mean, it definitely, um, and I still, I mean, I still go back to my parents' house and enjoy helping work cows and do things and like, okay, I'm going to take a day off of work so I can go work some more at my parents' yeah. house. But you know, like that, that's fun stuff now. You don't realize that as a kid, you're like, oh, I got to go work. But then when you're an adult and you got to sit behind a desk, you're like, oh, I kind of miss getting to go fix fence and be outside all day and get my tan. And <laughs> Absolutely. But, you know, I did the other teenager jobs of painting and babysitting and all of that stuff. And then, but yeah, I grew up working on that ranch, on the ranch and went to college and come home and help my parents on the ranch. Like my, my early years in college and work at the sales barn though. They're like, you know, you need to go into town and get some, other experience if you will too and did that yeah. and then you had mentioned internships I did I did internships as well where did you go to college I went to NDSU North Dakota State University uh I went into actually I, didn't you say before did you go into advertising or communications yeah communications and public relations yep and so I actually went into uh advertising and public relations as well. That was my degree at, at NDSU and, and I knew I still always wanted to keep egg a part of my life. So I got degree in, so I had the advertising communications, but then I had minors in egg business and egg journalism, which was good because taking those egg econ classes, I learned a lot of stuff that I, <laughs> like now working on financial, I'm like, wow, I'm really glad I learned like I took some business classes because yeah. I would have no concept of that being in marketing now. But what's funny is, and I've gone into schools and spoke with kids before about my career path. And what's funny is I had, I had always loved science. And so I told my parents, no, I, I don't know. I think I'm going to go into radiology, but I, I did speech in high school. And so I loved communications and talking obviously, and you know, <laughs> writing and all that fun stuff. And um, so my, my school counselor is like, well, why don't you job shadow? And so that's what I did is I job shadowed a radiologist and I job shadowed a marketing person. And that was kind of how I was like, 
nope, I, I want to go into public relations and advertising. And I decided that like end of my junior year in high school and never looked back. And here I am the communications manager at FCCU. And so it's just, you know, like you, like you had that hallmark moment of like knowing you wanted to help people and go into a career where you could help people and make an impact. And yeah, I kind of had that same thing where I, I saw another person and do their job and I was like, I love this. This is what I want to do. And here I am. (laughs) I had such an amazing opportunity. Uh, When I was in college, I did three internships and one was in public relations. uh, And I love public relations. So, I mean, to this day, it was uh, with the village family service center in Fargo. And uh, I got to learn a lot about you know, representing an organization and what that means through, through marketing and uh, writing newsletters and those types of things. Uh, and then uh, I did another internship uh, with a radio station because I thought maybe broadcasting would be something I would be or interested in. And it was like a really it was a fun summer. We did like live broadcasts out at oh, yeah. Door buzz on Otter Tail Lake and things like that. Super fun. Good pizza. Uh, good pizza. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then I did another internship at Trollwood Performing Arts School in Moorhead. And that was more like event planning. And so all of those things, while I mean, I don't do broadcasting <laughs> now, but I do think of human resources, like a lot of, it is public relations, you know, in, in a sense. And we do event planning. I mean, with you guys in marketing, you know, we help with things like that. Uh, and I guess to put like a broadcasting spin on it, I mean, when you think about like recruiting people and, you know, going out to networking events and just being like the face of something that kind of, um, you're just representing something and broadcasting a brand, if you will. And um, so those experiences all like contributed to, you know, a career in HR too. Uh, and again, I still didn't know, like going through all those things that I would end up, you know, in, in this field. So it's interesting how all the pieces eventually fit together in a puzzle. Yeah, absolutely. My internships were, um, one was with like a an arm of, of United Way. And um, so like a part of that and with like a 501c3. So it was like a nonprofit and um and it was mainly like for some elderly things and then uh, my other one was with corporate john deere and so i got like that egg piece of thing piece that i thought and um when i got there i realized that i was working with like all engineers and just very very different from my chatty self and so that (laughs) actually really a good you know uh, going back i guess like working for the nonprofit that just, I was able to take what I learned in college and really implement it. And I grew up like my mom had worked for United Way. And so I'd grown up, you know, knowing the value and importance of volunteering and finding those volunteers and that community service, which is ties right into FCCU with all of what we do here. But then with 
you know, like you have to work so hard. Like those nonprofits, they, I have a whole level of respect for them because you work so hard. And then I got to go to John Deere and things were fancy and fun and engineers, but it's funny. We always said like, how do you know that an engineer is outgoing? Cause they look at your shoes instead of their own. Like that was a joke they would tell me. And, um, because they knew I was chatty <laughs> and I was yeah. like blonde chatty intern. And, but it was really a good learning experience. Cause they had, I mean, they had shifts where people worked, you know, like three shifts cause the plant was always going. And so I had to learn how to communicate to people that I would never ever meet and never, you know, like they didn't understand some of the same things that like how I thought marketing should be. And so that was just a really good learning experience, how to find different ways to communicate, um, like creating bathroom flyers to hang up in the bathroom so they could see it. And cause I had to do like do marketing. So they would pass like this big exam and like all these things that they were being tested on. And so it wasn't like the fun advertising billboards, radio stuff that I get to do now, but it was definitely like a super good learning experience doing that. And just, I mean, I still got to see the products that they were making for, for farmers and coming from the ranching background, you know, I knew the impact that that product was going to make on a farmer or rancher to make our food and to do these things. And so it was, it was really cool. I think the impact of inter internships are phenomenal and it can go both ways. Like we spend so much of our life working that being given the opportunity to do an internship is fantastic because all of a sudden you can hone in on what you really love. And then also if you don't like it, well, you, you only spent three months, maybe six months, I guess, of your life doing this particular job or learning about it. And then, you know, like, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> right. And you would never want to do something that, you know, you thought you might want to do, but it ends up, you really don't like it. I mean, I have, I even have a, a former student who has been forever. He said he was going to go to optometry school and I always thought that was his path, you know, and then he had a business minor and I spoke to him a couple of weeks ago and he's been working um, for an ophthalmologist and uh, for about a year, you know, after college and okay. has decided it's, it's probably not something he wants to do. Wow. And so interesting spin you know like mm -hmm. I, I've been doing this I've been seeing it and I'm just not sure if it's what I want to do with my life and so you know that experience uh and and having the maturity to think about it like that is is amazing yeah and to have that hands-on experience like early on so you're you're learning in college while you're also working in and implementing it. Um, it's such a stepping stone for you to get into a career afterwards. And in some cases you can intern, like I had interned with John Deere and then I was hired on full-time right away. So like I knew before I graduated that, okay, I was just going to roll right into a, to a full-time job. And, and that's a huge benefit too, to not have the stress of, am I going to find a job or not? And, but like you said, it also can help you decide if 
oh, I need to halt the brakes and change my career too, if, you know, that might be Absolutely. Yeah. So, and, and just real quick, I mean, you did start the internship program here at FCCU and we are going to discuss that more on a separate podcast. So I just want to do a little plug for that, uh, for our listeners. If you're wanting to know more about FCCU's internship program or just about internships in general and their benefit, uh, we are going to get to talk about that more on a separate podcast too. Absolutely. I'm super excited to just kind of focus in on internships and the value it brings to the student and the value it brings to an organization. And uh, there's just, we wanted to kind of include it in this piece, but it was like, it could be a total separate I know. Uh, podcast. <laughs> so let's do it, you know? And we, we've invited uh, an individual in from the University of Jamestown uh, Career Center, and she is, is going to sit with us and kind of talk through that internship piece. And I think it's, it's going to be a really fun podcast for us to do together. Yes, absolutely. So going back a little bit, you, you had your internships and so, and you said that you also teach and and do that, but I mean, how, how did you end up at FCCU essentially then? So I I know I've held a, a couple of different HR positions in my life and I've always had the desire to teach as well. And so I, I started teaching uh, a little bit on the side and, and that quickly grew into something I loved. And uh, I also uh, knew Steve Schmitz really from the community, you know, just in our church and, and those types of things. And I asked him to come speak in one of my classes. And as I'm listening to him speak, I am just like falling more in love with FCCU and, you know, everything that they were doing and what it stood for and how much they care about our members. Absolutely. And, and then I also knew Jana Bernstead and I invited her to come and speak in my advertising class. And, and of course she did. <laughs> she did. And, and, and she just really presented, you know, the marketing piece and, and what she does and how exciting it is. And so both of those individuals came and spoke to my classes. And then um, Sean Rinkenberger uh, is a University of Jamestown grad. He's our CFO. And uh, I kind of got to know him because he served on a, a committee at UJ. And it just really was like I was getting surrounded by people <laughs> that uh, love FCU, FCCU already. And it just seemed like if I were going to uh, jump back into an HR role, that this this would be the place. This is where I would want to be. And, and so... I, I always wanted to keep my connection to industry, even though I wanted to teach so badly. Uh, so when I was teaching, I actually reached out to Steve Schmitz and just said, hey, I would love to do something a little part-time and I want to keep my connection to industry. I never want to you know, let that go. 
if you ever have any need for someone in HR to do some projects or something like that, you know, please don't hesitate to reach out, you know, my number. Otherwise, yeah. I'm going to keep inviting you back over and over again to talk to my class. <laughs> but uh, anyway, and he said, you know what, I think, you know, we, we might be able to use someone on a, on a part-time basis. So uh, we got together and met um, at the time, the, the HR um, vice president, and uh, kind of visited a little bit. And I started on a real part-time basis, just working here and doing some some fun projects for the HR team. And then, you know, my boss at the time uh, announced that she was planning to retire. <laughs> and I thought, oh my gosh, this is, this might be a great opportunity, but I love teaching. And so I was caught like in the middle of what do I really want to do. And so after spending a lot of time, you know, visiting with my family and my husband, uh, I decided that, you know, this, this is such an amazing organization. It's such a phenomenal group of people. And it, it just seemed like this would be the right fit for me. Mm -hmm. And so I applied for the position and, uh, you know, I ended up uh, being offered the role, which is just an, an amazing blessing to me. And I have also been able to continue teaching um, in an online capacity uh, for the university. So I feel like I just am, I have the best of kind of both worlds of what I love doing. So I, I've been really lucky. Yeah, that's so awesome to hear. And you know, it's all about the people you meet. Like if you wouldn't have met Steve, you might not have ever been here. And so you got to know Steve and you got to know Jana and you just kept, like you said, you were surrounded, but obviously it was a sign that you were meant to work here. And that's where, you know, that, that networking and relationship building, I tell people that, and I remind myself of that all the time. Like, it's so important because you just never know that person you meet along the way might literally be your boss, like Steve is. Right. And yeah. I mean, when you, you don't know when you your path may cross, you know, and what might come your way. So you're you're just spot on. Like networking and building relationships with people is such a key in in any career path, you Absolutely. know. Yeah, and like my journey to FCCU, I had so I'd work for John Deere, and um, actually they I'd worked for them, you know, interned and worked from full time and they had to cut some jobs and I was like maybe three, four months into my full-time job and my job got cut. And that's never something you expect should ever happen to you. And like, I'm young, I'm 21 years old and I'm like, I didn't work this hard to get straight A's and do all this stuff and internships to be, to lose my job. And um, so I was kind of bitter about that because I was like, this shouldn't be happening in it, but it did. And, you know, if it wasn't for that fa failure and that happening, I never would be at FCCU. And, and my aunt was actually the one who she was friends with Jana on Facebook. So again, those connections and had said, there's this job opening at FCCU and you really need to apply. And she kept bugging me and bugging me. And so finally I did. And I, like you, fell in love with FCCU and just loved working here from day one and worked here for three years. and 
decided to move to Bismarck and take a different career opportunity in credit unions while, you know, still maintaining that connection. And I left on good terms and always kept in connection with, with Jana. And that's where, again, that relationship building, like we always remained in touch and stayed friends and, you know, asked, I'd check in and how are things at FCCU? And um, I was fortunate enough to be able to come back and work here. And I joke with her all the time that I'm not leaving unless she, unless she says otherwise, <laughs> but like, I'm here to stay. And I just, it's always felt like family here. And that's, that's just our culture. It's just such an amazing place to work. And, you know, keeping those relationships and not burning bridges is just so important. And I, you know, wouldn't be here had it not been for those relationships. So, you know, as you talk about loving FCCU and, and your role, what, what do you think are, you know, some of the most rewarding parts in your job? Well, we have talked, you know, already today about just being surrounded by a, a great team of really knowledgeable uh, people. And that does feel amazing to be mm -hmm. around such smart people. And um, I, I guess I continue to learn from them. Uh, and you know, I gain kind of a new self understanding all the time and discover, discover something that might be new about our organization, uh, about the people that I, that I work with and, you know, the project work that we do. I mean, those are all just, just very, you know, rewarding, uh, pieces of the role. Uh, but I think just from, an HR kind of professional standpoint. I think there's there's probably many things that people can identify, but for me, uh, going back to really helping people and, and, and dealing with people, I think you wear a lot of hats in, in any role, but in HR, you, you certainly have the, the ability to impact people helping them both personally and professionally, uh, helping the organization set programs that ultimately impact our people. And so I think that's, that's an area that I, that I love. And I think HR professionals really do like seek to make things better. Like we're always thinking of ways that we can improve something Yep. Whether it might be uh, recruiting, like how do we recruit the best talent in our organization on onboarding new employees? You know, yep. what is their experience like? They're the first day, the first week, the first month, the first year. Like how do we continually make sure that, you know, we're, we're doing that better all the time. And we might be looking at benefit plans and ensuring that we are competitive and that we're on top of that and we're offering uh, our people the, the best benefits we possibly can. I mean, the benefits are, are so important to, to our employees and their families. And we know that we wanna help people with their plan for their future and that it's important to them. Yep. So, um, and then I think, and, I, and I've said this so many times throughout my career, but HR people 
should really seek to be a partner and like a true partner where we're here to really make a difference in, in people's lives. And yep, we're the ones that kind of hold policy and those types of things, but we also are just truly here to help our employees grow, help our organization meet their objectives and, and design our, our um, programs around those types of things. So, you know, we might not be closing loans or, you know, really getting to be with our members, but ultimately the things that we do in HR impact those, those areas. And so we're kind of the behind the scenes, you know, but yeah, you're kind of, I mean, for lack of better terms, you're kind of sometimes I think like the mother hen, if you will, (laughs) and hear me out here. So like you laugh because you're a mom too, but like you're, you are, you're that rule enforcer and you have those policies in place, but you're also like the very, you guys are caring and you genuinely care about your employees and the well-being and that that their first day is great and that they stay with us and that they're feel that they feel like this is a safe space and like you know kind of like like I said the mother hen like it reminds me of that because like as moms and like now I'm a mom too so I I get this like you're it's you have that tough love but you also have that that caring side and and you want your child's path to always like to see them succeed and and like at the office you you want to see your employees succeed and you want to see them grow and you want to see them, you know, be promoted and what can you do to help them? And here's these training resources that we offer. And here's these benefits because, you know, we want you to stay here and be with us. And so I know you laugh at me for saying that, but that's kind of what I think of HR. Like, don't know what to do. We call HR. So like, kind of like, don't know what to do. You call your mom. I had never thought of HR <laughs> on the other end, but I do like that analogy. I think that was, that was perfect. So. No, I mean, uh, you guys just, you're so caring and you guys work so hard. Like you said, I mean, you came in and you immediately, what can, what can we do to be better? What can we do to make this place a place where everyone loves? Because you love it and I love it and, and we know why we love it, but we want others to experience that too. And if there's a weak link or something that we can do to continually make that better, you guys are just always working hard to to improve and, and trying to find the best way to make our employees happy. Because like you said, we spend so much time working and we spend so much time at your job that you want your employees to enjoy coming to work every day. And sometimes maybe not even to see it as a job, but like a fun place to go. And I think, you know, after working so many different, well, not so many different places, but after having internships and my other time before FCCU, I think, you know, that's one of my favorite things. And what I think makes FCCU stand out is that it's just, it's that culture and that people and that you feel like family here. And, you know, there's no doubt about it. I come to work and every day is different, but it's a joy to be here and to work hard for a company that loves its members and that wants to help people financially succeed and you know at least that's how i think of fccu absolutely and i think you are spot on when we talk about i mean people deserve to love to come to work you know they really do and so that 
that making that connection and providing that environment for people is what I think they deserve. And I, and I feel like FCCU thinks that same way. And so again, going back to aligning our values with the places that we work makes such a huge difference. Yep, absolutely. So speaking of values, I've always wondered, you know, and, and we talk about this a lot of, of improving and how can we show values to our employees? How can we show them values of FCCU? But like, how can an employee, like what are five things that employees can do to, to make themselves more valuable to a company, not just FCCU, but, but any company in general? Yeah, so I mean, I can just start with and embody the core values of wherever you work. Like really do your research ahead of time and, you know, find out what are their values and then make sure that you can get on board with those and that you're willing to demonstrate those values and the behavior that that organization uh, has so that you can help lead them to success. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I think if you can't agree with what they want and in, in their values and why they have that company, then I think it'd be really hard to work there and to come to work and enjoy doing what, what you're doing every day when your values don't necessarily, they aren't in line with that. Yeah. Yep. I, I truly believe that. And so then you know, kind of along, you know, the next uh, piece I would say is be someone that builds camaraderie, mm-hmm. uh, you know, inspire people, like be influential in a positive way with those people around you. You don't have to be a leader, right? You, you can be an individual contributor and be that person that um, brings people together. Uh, it, it's very frustrating, I think, when people function within a silo in an organization and they don't have really, you know, they protect their own. They don't really have the capability to think of like the greater good of their team or of their organization. And or, or at least that's frustrating for me. And so yeah. I always kind of give that advice, like, you know, be that person that can think things through in, a, in kind of big picture and how what you're doing impacts, you know, the team. And so uh, I love it when I see people creating that positive environment and, and bringing people together. Yep. And we have to do that like on a daily basis with marketing, like we're marketing for the credit union. So maybe we're marketing egg loans or mortgage or what have you, like, you know, those specific things, but like, however we market, we have to make sure we're, we're marketing on behalf of FCCU as a company and, you know, as a whole and looking at how can we help the credit union as a whole. So, yep, I, I get that. Along those same lines, uh, I think it's important for people to be gracious. And, you know, what I mean by that is like, seriously think about what it means to give other people praise and share the credit with people and build people up and not be like self-seeking. And so I think it, it takes some time in our careers to get to that point because a lot of times we're like itching our way through um, our career path 
but when you're a person that truly can give credit where credit is due and even, you know, if you, if you think you deserve the credit, giving it away feels empowering. And uh, so I think just being really gracious in your, your role is important. Yeah, I think I've always known this and, and been taught this from my parents at a young age, but a thank you goes a long ways. So, you know, calling somebody to say thank you, like you said, handwriting and thank you note, an email even just it's as easy as that and it it could make someone's day it could be the reason they stay at their job it could be a lot of things absolutely i wrote down like a couple of more items that i think um employers value i think they value people that are forward thinking so they they look beyond what is in front of them each day like we all have things that we need to do each day but what am I, what am I doing today that impacts something down the road and being able to kind of take a step back from that and uh, think through that, I think is really important. And, and then really from there, being able to plan that work and then work the plan. So, you know, thinking forward, you know, driving forward, is really appealing than someone that gets stuck in in neutral or is stuck in the way we did things 10 years ago or 15 years ago. Uh, We have to continue to evolve. That is what is going to give us uh, the competitive advantage in whatever industry you're in. And certainly there's there's so much value in the knowledge that people bring to teams, but those people that can continue to evolve with an organization, uh, I, I just think are, are so much more valuable. And so I'd really encourage people to, to think through that as in their roles. Yeah, those are really good. I, I agree with those. And I think it's just for our listeners, good reminders for even to take those like beyond just a job, like those are things that we can be valuable at home, you know, on our teams as a coach and our relationships, all of that. So yeah. for that. I, I don't know about you, Katie, but like, I love to set goals I, in both personally and professionally. And that kind of just continues to, to get me motivated and, uh, you know, and then planning out how you're going to get there, you know, set that goal and, and stretch yourself and uh, you can do it with the right people around you and a positive spirit and, you know, giving other people praise. And uh, I just think, you know, you can do it when you plan the work and work the plan. Yeah. I love that. Plan the work and work the plan. Another thing I'm going to have to hang up in my office. Lenny. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a good one. So cool. So, I mean, we kind of learned like some tips to be, to be valuable to a company, but, uh, you know, maybe someone's looking to apply for their first job, or even maybe after listening to this, they want to change careers and come work for FCCU. No, (laughs) that would be great. Right. But what, you know, what tips can you offer somebody who, who is thinking about that, that career change or applying for their first job? 
Well, I mean, first and foremost, it's to get that resume in great shape. You know, recruiters don't have time to, to read a whole bunch. And so it's really important to be concise and, you know, have it presented in a way that, that looks great. Uh, and I and I really think that it's like five seconds or something that you have for someone to look at your resume before wow. they're like, eh, yeah, I think they're great and let's talk to them or we're moving on to the next one. It is quick. So it's important to really have someone kind of look over your resume for you and make sure that it's in great shape before you send it out. The other piece of that is if you are going to use someone as a reference, which most employers will ask, you know, for, for a reference, uh, make sure that you call those people ahead of time and, yeah. you know, just talk to them. I don't even think you should send an email or a text message. I think you should pick up the phone, call them and tell them, you know, how much they've influenced you in their life and that, you know, you would love it if they would be a reference for you and if you could get their information and use their name and those kind of things. And so, get that resume in good shape and call your references and, and talk to them and, and get their permission to use their, their information. Yeah. Cause nothing's worse than getting a call as a reference and not knowing that you were a reference and not being prepared and, and aware or, you know, having a reference listed, but their phone numbers change or their emails change or something like that's not correct. So that's a great tip. I think that, you know, applying for your first job is, can be just super daunting. And yes. so utilizing, especially like your career resource center, uh, if you're attending a, a college or a university, it is a great help or start. Uh, even if, you know, you're, you have not gone to college or you're outside of that, go to your lo local job service. They're fantastic in helping build resumes and even, you know, show you the best kind of online tools to use uh, to search for those jobs that you might be interested in. So there's resources out there to help you for sure. Yeah, those are all really great tips. What about when you're, uh, you know, you as as the head of HR, when you're when you're in the hiring process, and I know you said you're always looking for how we can have the best employees and hire the best people. What are some things that that you're looking for, you know, in that hiring process? Yeah, I think that uh, there's so many questions that are like going through my own mind. And when I am interviewing someone, you know, I think of you know, do they have the right skills that we're looking for first and foremost? Do they have the right experience that complements, you know, what we're doing? Uh, and it can be transferable skills and experience. It doesn't have to be necessarily always um, uh, experience in our industry, right? If we're looking for someone who is uh, a member service rep, and which, you know, it's like a, a teller position, they're the front line um, for our members. So we want someone that has, you know, fantastic customer service skills and uh, communication skills. And so they may not have been a teller before, but they may have gotten some great customer service um, experience elsewhere. So, so skills and experience 
I think obviously are, are two very important things. You know, do they fit kind of our culture? Uh, are they going to fall in love with, with who we are? Can I see that in them? And, you know, are they a positive uh, individual? Like, are they, are they smiling? Are they engaging? <laughs> yep. um, and are they asking questions? And uh, are they prepared? Do they understand our organization? You know, have, have they gone out and looked at our uh, website? And can they kind of speak our language? Do they know bit? what a credit union is? I think that's <laughs> big things too. Like, yeah, it's a credit union because some people might come into that and not even know what that is. And that's a big part of us. It truly is. Absolutely. And so I think it's important for people to spend that time doing a little research before they go into an, an interview or, or even before that, right? Before they apply, do they really want to make that step and apply to a position with our organization? Yeah. Yeah. And as you, I mean, you said interview and, and, you know, that it can be super nerve wracking and, you know, not even just just a first time job, like applying for that, like, yes, that's super nerve wracking, but maybe you really want that promotion or you just, you're trying to move to a new town and like, just in general, I think sometimes interviews are just, they can make people nervous. And, and sometimes you have to remind yourselves of those do's and don'ts during that interview. So what would a few of those maybe be for somebody besides smiling and knowing about the company. <laughs> yeah, so those are those are a couple of key pieces. Uh, I think, you know, paying attention to what the um, interviewers are saying and, and really um, practicing kind of active listening in an interview is important and being able to, I don't know, restate kind of what they're talking about and then aligning uh, your answers to what they're curious about, kind of taking them through a, a situation. So I think a lot of companies have moved towards a kind of a behavioral-based interview. So I would say, you know, the do's of an interview are, you know, be prepared with stories or examples of things that you have learned and experiences you've been a part of and being able to articulate those in, in a way that shows, that tells a story, right? Like this is something that I did. This is um, what, what the, were the actions that I took. This is what I learned from it. And being able to walk through that type of scenario is, is one thing I highly recommend. Um, to prepare yourself and in that, that interview space and just being like really positive, not, not fake positive, (laughs) but, you know, showing that you have a good attitude and that you can look at situations and try to find a solution to Mm -hmm. a problem, like be that person. Don't get stuck in just the problem. Because if, if you're that person that gets stuck in that space, you're probably one that brings a lot of stress to the workplace. You may not be very productive. And, and, and I know that's kind of easier said than done, but that's what we're looking for in an interview is 
how does someone work through uh, a problem and come up with a solution? And are they positive and upbeat? And, and what do they bring to the, to the table when they do that? Yep. And along those same lines of, of being stuck in a problem, I know I've been in interviews before where sometimes I felt like I was being interviewed or they kind of were like, well, why, why should I come to this job? And, you know, I think it's good to ask questions, but, you know, you also do want to be excited that you are getting to be in that interview and that you have a chance to be at that job. Cause sometimes I think it could be the other way. And if you don't act a little bit excited and positive that it comes across almost like you're not really happy to be even be in this interview and you know and and outside of the interview like from a marketing standpoint I've heard of people who have left the interview and have gone and put on social media how their interview went and stuff too so I think that's also like another reminder to be careful what you put out there and that I don't know about you guys but I know in previous jobs like people have looked me up and checked out my social media uh maybe prior or after an interview and I know you can't hold that against people but like they've looked at that and like kind of see how your presence is on social media and stuff too before because because it's out there now we live in a world with social media and people can see that stuff yeah absolutely I think you should you know take take your interview seriously and, and be honest and be yourself and just represent your best, like professional self. Uh, and, you know, but take the time to evaluate the interviewers as well. I mean, it, it should be just as much a, an interview for you as it is for the organization, you know, be, be curious and of course, you know, treat those people with, you know, professionally and courteous, but, you know, ask those questions and, and be engaged. And, and I can't, I'm always surprised when people get done with an interview and, you know, they don't have any questions. Mm-hmm. Be prepared with questions. There has to be something that you're curious about. And if nothing else, ask what a day in the life is like uh, in the role that you're applying for. Um, that's a great question. And even bring a notepad with you and, you know, take some notes as people were talking, you know, are talking to you and, and, you know, walk away with that information showing that, you know, you really cared about what people were saying. Yeah, that's a great tip. I, I really like that. Um, the day in the life of that's a, a good question to ask too. Um, yeah, I've always, I guess, in my days, and they always told us in college and our counselors and people always said, be sure to come with questions, whether it's about your benefits or about your hours or, I mean, like you said, there's got to be something you can ask, so. Yeah, I mean, that is, there's a reason why there's that saying you have one chance to make a first impression, mm -hmm. right? There's a reason for that. So, you know, you know, treat the, the interview as your your one chance and take it seriously and and but don't be afraid to it's your opportunity to share your experience and just speak from your heart and and i think people start to identify with you when you're really coming from a space of genuine who you are as a genuine person and and professional yeah absolutely and 
Um, that's perfectly put because oftentimes those people who are interviewing you are probably someone who's going to be your boss or that you're going to work with daily. And so like you want them to, to see the real side of you because then they can picture that within their team and, you know, side by side with that person. And so that's a great tip. And if someone, uh, so if someone wants to join our team and uh, be a part of FCCU, how do they apply to work, work here? Yeah, so if our listeners are interested in a career with First Community Credit Union, first of all, like I said, get out there and do your research on us. Google First Community Credit Union, look us up on Facebook, on LinkedIn, uh, get to know who we are. That's like step number one, right? And yep. then uh, look and see what careers we have available. And you can do that at the top of our webpage. You click on, click on the careers button and you'll be able to see the job openings that we currently have. Uh, we have 27 different locations across North Dakota and Minnesota. So a number of different opportunities in, you know, on various geographic locations. And so even if we don't have, you know, a job opening currently that you think you might be interested in, or you're moving to one of our communities that we're located in, I encourage you to reach out to Human Resources. You can get in touch with us and, you know, just be curious and ask questions and learn, um, you know, the, the jobs that we might have available. Um, we are opening a new branch in Mandan, North Dakota. And that is so exciting. That's another fantastic growth for our organization. And so we are going to have, you know, jobs available in that location, uh, you know, down the road. And so just keep your eye out on our careers page. Uh, our jobs, you know, we call it, they spider out to various sites. So like Indeed, uh, if you're on that website, our, our jobs will pop up on there. If you're on North Dakota Job Service, you're going to see our openings on there. So yeah, just keep your eye out uh, for the careers that might be available down the road. Perfect. Yeah. And I mean, we've talked about it throughout this podcast and, you know, over and over, but I mean, FCC is a great place to work. I might be biased, but they, I mean, it's, it feels like family here and it's just such a great culture and a community minded culture too, you know, like communities in our name and, and we are part of those 27 communities and we have staff that volunteers in it and that, you know, we don't just live and work in those communities. Like we give back to them too. And we, we want people to come and to be a part of our community here at FCCU and part of our family and our culture. So great place to work here. And like Amy said, if you are interested in, in applying for a job at FCCU, check us out, uh, myfccu.com slash careers. So that wraps up today's podcast about careers. This was a fun podcast. I know I learned a lot about you, Amy, and it was great to just visit more about your career path and just tips about interviewing and, and what to look for in a career. And like I said earlier, this is just one part of our career series podcast. So we have some fun ones coming up as we talked about earlier with, with internships and, and special guests. So thank you, Amy, for being on this podcast. 
Thanks, Katie. I enjoyed being with you today, and I look forward to our upcoming episodes. Me too. And in huge thank you to all our listeners, as always. We we hope you tune in for the other other series and be on the lookout for those. First Community Credit Union is an equal opportunity employer. 